I'm delighted to welcome this morning Anna May, who is in Simon Esther in England, and she's a life mentor and runs retreat workshops and does all kinds of wonderful things, helping young people in particular with uh, health and well-being. So uh, welcome, Anna. Lovely to see you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me here, Elaine. So you do something that absolutely fills me with dread and horror. You do wild swimming. Tell us about I, that. I do, absolutely. And I adore it. And I can honestly say it has completely changed my life. Um, the reason that I got into wild swimming, and, and I was the same as you, Elaine, I was the person that would get in the swimming pool and be screaming because I thought it was cold. Didn't really class myself as a particularly strong swimmer. And um, I got into it because I was diagnosed a few years ago with fibromyalgia. And I've been on a real long journey of trying to find out where all my pain was. And it was really amazing because a couple of years ago, my teenage son came home from school and he said to me, mum, we've watched a video today in tutor time about a lady who has fibromyalgia and wild swimming's really helped her. And I thought, as much as this terrifies me, actually, I'm so open to anything that's going to help the, with the pain. So I literally, I'm very impulsive. I went online that night, bought a wetsuit, had no idea what I was doing. Um, messaged a friend who I knew swam at the lake near me and said, you know, can I come with you? And literally went a few days later. And honestly, I was like hooked from the start. Just it's unbelievable I can't begin to kind of explain the feeling you get when you're swimming in the lake and um it's just it's it's honestly helped with my pain so much mentally it's helped so much um just that feeling of being completely free and I think the amazing thing is with it is you you can't think about anything but your breathing so it's really powerful because I spend the whole time doing affirmations and breathing and, you know, having an hour to myself where I'm not thinking about what I'm going to make for dinner, you know, what's going on with the kids and football and school. I'm literally focused on myself, on my breathing. And it's very different to being in a pool because you are literally surrounded by swans flying overhead, um, dragonfly landing on you. It's it's actually really magical. So, um, yeah, absolutely love it. And I try and go as much as I can. Are you in the water for an hour? Yeah, I am. When it's warm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, what's really interesting is um, when I first started, I built it up really, really gradually. And um, then I set myself a challenge. Um, I like a challenge. And I set myself a challenge of being able to swim 20,000 metres in a month, which I knew was a massive stretch because I'd, I'd set myself this challenge and I'd only been wild swimming for about three months. But I thought, actually, I need a goal. If I'm really going to make this part of my daily life, I need to have a bit of a goal and a bit of a target. So um, it was September and I'd not long been swimming. I decided I'd raise money for fibromyalgia charity and literally went every day. And by the end of that month, I was at the point where I could swim, you know, a thousand metres, 1500 metres at, at a time. And I could swim for a full solid hour. But. I think that's because so much of that was because I'd built up that sort of courage and that strength. I'd literally been doing affirmations in the water constantly. Even if I didn't feel it to begin with, I'd literally swim saying, you know, I'm strong, I'm brave, I'm courageous, I'm pain-free. 
And over time, that just went in and I truly believed that. And I got to the end of that month, having achieved the 20,000 metres, um, raised a lot, an awful lot of money and um, just felt incredible, really. So, yeah, that was a great thing to do. Goodness me. I was a competitive swimmer in my teens and I used to sw- I used to train twice a day in the chlorine yeah. pool, which was part of my health uh, challenges, um, which is a, another story. But the thought of swimming in water where there's fishes and things and creepies and oh that, that's the thing that I, I couldn't cope with I've swam when I when I um was a competitive swimmer we used to train sometimes in really cold water um if we were doing tours and the outside pool I mean I'm going back years I'm going back yeah. gosh, 50 odd years now I mean it's ridiculous wow. but, you know there we go so um it's the it's the creepies and also with the sea I won't go in the sea because you can't see what's you know lurking around and um, that's in the UK but abroad and, and I live in the Algarve in Portugal with a sea and the, and the, the sand and everything is beautiful but you can see what's in there so yeah. I'm not happy with things and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> anyway um, yeah. you mentioned about the coldness and um, you also follow the Wim Hof method don't you tell us about that yeah so I've um I got once I started doing the cold water swimming I started reading a little bit about the Wim Hof method I um watched the program that he did which I just utterly loved and I don't know if you've seen that but it's it's unbelievable and it really moved me actually a lot of the stories on there so I I gave that a go I tried one of the breathing workshops um became good friends with with a guy locally who is a Wim Hof instructor um and then I started doing the cold showers. So that's something that I do daily. So just started building it up really gradually. That made a massive impact for me because when I couldn't get to the lake, that was almost like a quick fix in a way that just having that cold shower in the morning just set me up for the day. Um, and then the, Jamie, the guy who I've become friendly with, he's done both of my um, two recent retreats. And we did in February, we did the ice bath, which was something that I wanted to do for a really long time. Again, always thought, how am I going to do this? My friends would say to me, I can't believe you swim in the water. I can't believe you're doing an ice bath. I'm like the coldest person ever. <laughs> I really am a cold person. And um, but it was just unbelievable, like the most amazing experience. And to do that on a retreat with, you know, with six of the women that were equally as terrified um, and for all of us to achieve it and sit in this ice bath for two minutes, um, incredible. The feeling you get after, I literally jumped out and I was buzzing. I felt like I could run a marathon and that feeling stays with you for such a long time. And for me, a lot of it is so much about the mental side of it that, you know, to be doing something like that, you think if I can sit in a bucket, well, it wasn't a bucket, an ice bath of freezing cold ice for two minutes, I literally can do anything. And, and I think that's what the lake swimming does for me. It makes me feel really courageous, I suppose, and makes me feel like if I can do this, I can take on anything. It's, it's incredible, isn't it? Some people will walk over hot coals. You know, there's, there's retreats and workshops yeah. and things that teach people how to walk over hot coals. And it's the same thing. It's about the mental aspect, isn't it? It's about kind of psyching yourself up. But if you can do that on a continual basis, you're unconquerable. And yeah. I think it's amazing the effects it has. So do you do you class yourself now as having fibromyalgia or do you, do you consider yourself completely sorted? I don't think... I have fibromyalgia. So I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia 
and I've been in pain I'm now 47 been in pain since I was about 17 um and I guess when I was diagnosed with fibro a couple of years ago I clung on to it because I was so desperate for a diagnosis because I had had every treatment going I mean like the weirdest you know Chinese herbal medicine Chinese acupuncture you name it people would say to me have you tried this I'd be like literally I have tried everything MRI scans like nobody could find anything so when the doctor said we think it's fibromyalgia which really is a bit of a strange one because they diagnose you with fibromyalgia if they don't know what else it is exactly <laughs> and it's an all-encompassing title isn't it that basically it, they've run out of everything else so also so let's give you give you that yeah absolutely so I really clung on to that in a way because I just thought finally somebody has given me an answer but it, and they put me on quite strong medication but I made a quite a, a I made a choice quite soon after that diagnosis when I was put on this medication that I thought I'm still not convinced it's that and that to me doesn't feel like a proper diagnosis it's so broad and I did a lot of research and a lot of the things that I was on a, a fibro um, Facebook page and people were complaining about things and I was thinking that just doesn't sound like me mm-hmm. um, so I sort of started my own journey and thought right I, I am the only person that can change any of this I'm the only person that can get to the bottom of why I'm feeling like this so I then embarked on a real journey of um, I had a lot of coaching, therapy, the wild swimming, meditation, and and actually got to the point that now, so I would say that was probably, I don't know, two, three years ago. It was the beginning of lockdown, actually, so probably a bit longer. Um, I'm still on the medication, but I'm on half of what I was on. And the pain is so much more manageable because I think I've now realised what's caused the pain and I've now found coping mechanisms um, and things that make me feel much better. So I don't class myself as having fibro anymore. Um, I truly believe that it's trapped trauma that I was holding on to for such a long time. Um, in the work that I do, helping people to reverse serious illness or best still not get it in the first place, it's always, always the emotional baggage that sometimes we don't even realize we've got that causes yeah. causes the um, inability to heal you can do all of these wonderful therapies and this that and the other thing and eat well etc but if yeah. you've got the emotional stuff trapped um, I have a number of different associates that I do collaborations with and I refer people to depending upon what what their issue is what the chemistry is with the people that I'm yeah. kind of putting together um, and every time the shift is phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And it's the emotional stuff. And um, so you've, you've said that you don't consider yourself having a fibro, but you're still on meds. What, what are the meds and what, what, what are they supposed to do? So I am on pregabalin, um, which, so I'm on a fairly low dosage now. Um, and that is supposed to help with the pain and the, you know, with your nerves. I got to a funny place where I thought, when I started to feel better I thought am I feeling better because of the medication or am I feeling better because I'm doing all this work which is why I started gradually coming off the medication then got to the point that I thought actually this I am starting to feel better so that's now my goal within the next few months is to be completely free of that because I truly believe that the more work I do on myself the more I uncover where all this pain and this emotions come from 
it's almost like I can feel that pain melting away. Um, and I, I've had a lifetime of, of medication in a way. I've, I've taken painkillers for 30 years because I've, it's been a real coping mechanism for me because of that constant pain. And I think a, bit, a big part of it for me was not telling people about the pain. So I really class myself as a swan that very much, you know, that analogy that I was, you know, gliding through life. Everyone was, was always like, oh, she's so she's so happy and positive. And, you know, and and underneath I was kicking like hell because I was in absolute agony. And that for me really added to my pain because I wasn't being honest with people and I was hiding it all to myself because I didn't want to be a victim. And um but I got to breaking point, really, I think. And I just thought I can't carry on with this anymore. Like this, hide, having the pain is one thing, but then hiding it from everybody is almost like a, another level. Um, yeah, absolutely. And that's, and that's again, um, in my experience, when you're not being authentic, when you're not being your true self, then that makes things worse. So um, the work that I do with uh, behavioural profiling and, and linking it with health mentoring, I can tell from somebody's behaviour profile pattern what's going on in their health without meeting them. And I can right. tell what the likelihood is of, of the conditions that they're going to be suffering with and obviously help them to move through that. Um, but the other thing is also um, the underlying things that happen in our, in our health and wellbeing, which the med medication, uh, medical people never, never discover because they're looking in the wrong places. Yeah. I, I, I used um, a hair analysis, which a big, big factor in fibro and other um, similar conditions is the mineral imbalances. So when our minerals are out of balance, we are actually causing ourselves more problems. So I don't recommend any supplementation um, without testing because yeah. if, for example, magnesium, if you give, if people are taking magnesium because, oh yes, magnesium is good for relaxing and this, that and the other. But if, if your body is already producing too much magnesium or a lot of magnesium and it's out of kilter with other factors other minerals that can cause depression and and so on so and the same with all of the minerals in our body so I do a mineral analysis and a blood analysis as well finger prick blood analysis and this is all done at home people don't need to get anywhere it's all you know it's what you said about self-help you taking responsibility and when people take responsibility and do their own investigations it's amazing what what shows up um, yeah. and it's nothing like what the NHS do and you know and medical people but there is an integrative model because sometimes medication is necessary and there's yeah. a place for that and if you if you have a car crash you know you this, you want to be with it with the medical people they know what they're doing of course and I and I really I really believe that you know I think what the medication did for me was was got me to a level that I could cope yes so bad that without that, I just was really struggling to function on a daily basis. So I'm very grateful to that, actually, that it got me to, I see it like it got me to a level of being able to cope that I had enough energy to then invest in finding out myself what the problem was, if that makes sense. Yeah. So um, I am grateful for that. And I see that like, you know, to come off it when you've been on it for a couple of years is, as you well know, you know, you've got to do it really gradually, which is what I'm doing um but yeah that is my absolute goal is just to be pain free you know to be pain free medication free um which I haven't been in 
30 years so but but I fully know that 30 years of pain that doesn't go overnight you know that is a process and it's a journey and I have really good days and I have other days where I'm struggling a bit but I I think the thing that I know now is that I've got the power to be able to change all of that and if I really truly invest in myself then I can get to the bottom of it well I am getting to the bottom of it and I can really unravel all of that which is why I want to then help other people do the same thing, really. Absolutely. You, there's no um, amount of qualifications take the place of personal experience. And yeah. um, I've met many um, health professionals who've got qualifications, but no experience. And yeah. you know, there's a limit to how, how much they can help. Um, yeah. So retreats, tell us about your retreats then. What, what are they? Where are they? What, what's, what's the formation? So um, I started um, this at the beginning of last year, I launched it. It was an idea I'd had for a really long time. And um, a friend who is a life coach just really nurtured me and encouraged me to do it because she knew my story. And exactly like you said, Elaine, you know, she said, you need to share your story. You can help other people with what you've been through. And I think actually having your own coaching and therapy really helps you because I've learned so much along the way and that's what I've really loved about therapy is that I truly believe we've got all the answers inside us and just having somebody help you gently bring all of those things out and make some sense of it so um you know I'd had I'd had these ideas for a long long time thinking right you know if I can start helping people because ultimately I saw it like I'm a switched on you know pretty in fairly intelligent I'm not sure my children would agree um you know um really open-minded person and it's still taking me 30 years to get to the bottom of my pain there must be thousands of other people out there that are doing exactly the same as me that are relying on medication that are really struggling that are holding on to pain not letting it go not telling their friends and family um so that kind of was the real thought process behind it was that if I'm feeling like this and nobody else knows that I'm feeling like this and I've put this, you know, Barbie face on for the past however many years, then there must be lots of other people. So I took a leap of faith and launched a retreat, which got fully booked up. Um, so we went to Wales for the weekend, had a beautiful house, amazing women. And my vision for it really was just to have a really safe space where people could open up, share their feelings, feel really safe. And one of the things that was one of my main goals which I've achieved which I'm so happy about was to bring women together and for them to almost have like that sort of sisterhood then so that they felt like they've been together for over the weekend none of them knew each other but I thought if I can bring people together in a safe space that they feel safe enough to open up to each other and to me that then they've shared things maybe they've never told anybody before and then that instantly creates that connection with each other because they feel safe they feel like they trust each other because they've all been vulnerable and all shared things with each other and that was my vision that's what I saw and that's been wonderful because the group the first group of women I put together they now class themselves as friends you know we've got together a couple of times I've done a vision board workshop with them we've all got together for drinks and nibbles you know it's been really lovely and and one of them said to me yesterday you know I really class those girls as friends now which is amazing so that's one of my main goals with the retreats is to bring people together but also just to introduce different ways and so we did obviously like I said the ice bath and the Wim Hof breathing um 
you know, just even I think walking together is really important to be able to walk and talk. And then I'm introducing yoga. I've got lots of different people that want to do collabs because I think it's nice to keep it different every time. Um, and I did one last week, last weekend, which was again, Wim Hof breathing session. And then we spent the afternoon really just coaching and talking through things. And um, I shared quite a bit about, I've always had a real love for the law of attraction and manifestation. That's one of my things I've always loved. So I shared about that because I think that just links into mindset and what we're saying to ourselves and what we're saying to other people and the way we view the world. So um, yes, did quite a lot on that. And just in a really nice, beautiful space. So I've got a creative background as well. Um, so for me, my my retreats, a lot of it is about the feeling that people get when they're there and when they leave, that they feel like they've had a really special time, that it's all home cooked food that I do. I love baking. Um, that's like therapy to me. So lots of tea and cake and really nice, healthy food. But I like, you know, the extra special touches and the cards and the gifts and the flowers and making the space look beautiful in itself, because I think that's really important because I want people to come away. And even if that's just for a day, if it's a day without the children or their partner or their work, that they can just come away in a really beautiful space with lovely, open minded people they can make those connections and then they can just learn different ways to heal and let go of pain, really. Brilliant. How do people get hold of you, Anna? So I'm on Facebook as Anna May. That is the easiest way to get hold of me. Um, that's my personal Facebook page. Um, at the moment, I'm currently just putting out uh, my retreats on there because I've got a, I've got quite a, um, a lot of connections on there at the moment. Um, but we'll be setting up different sort of social media channels as the business moves forward. So it's very, very new. I've literally just done the two retreats. But the amazing thing is, is I've had so much, I've had so much demand already for it, you know, and I get messages on Facebook all the time from people struggling. And that's really hard to hear, but it's also quite nice because I know that I can help those people. So, um, yeah, lots and lots of plans moving forward. But I'd say Facebook's the best way to find me, really. Brilliant. OK. And can people email you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my email address, best email address is swanlakeretreats at gmail.com. Marvellous. Lovely speaking with you, Anna. Best of luck with your retreats. Um, I've run several retreats over the years and it's a wonderful way to, to help people to connect and, as you say, make new friends. So best of luck with that. Enjoy and uh, continue your journey of coming off those, uh, those meds. Well done. Well, thank you so much, Lane. Lovely to speak to you.